I'm Steve Scalzo, and this is The Way. Welcome to the December 2022 This is The Way podcast Star Wars news update. We are in a post-Andor, pre-Bad Batch Season 2 and pre-Mandalorian Season 3 world, folks. 2023 could either bring us more shows like Andor... Or more poorly written and poorly conceived stories like, insert your own name. (laughs) I'm not going to start making judgments when maybe you like a show like Kenobi when I very much didn't. Yeah, I I get it. People do like those shows. People like Ryan Johnson too. And he's said some really dumb stuff, whether or not you like him, of late. I'm not even going to get into it because he's... Persona non grata to me. Now, if you're looking for podcasts that only profess undying love for anything that has the name Star Wars on it, this podcast probably isn't for you. I like to be honest about my feelings. It's a lot more satisfying for me, and I don't have to pretend. And I I won't pretend that my point of view is somehow wrong just because I choose to be critical of some things and still love Star Wars at the same time. You do Star Wars however you like. This is my way. No, this is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. I want to tell people about Star Wars. I want to make Star Wars cookies. I want to make, I want to make speeches about Star Wars. I want to make ice cubes in the shape of Star Wars characters. Okay, it's time to update you on Star Wars news since the last news update podcast. The Bad Batch Season 2 debuts on Wednesday, January 4th, and I'm actually a little surprised the date didn't get moved. It did for Kenobi and Andor, if you remember, with Ewan McGregor promising a double episode debut in a social media post. And then Lucasfilm and Disney just straight out pretended that the August 31st promise never happened for Andor. We are a week away from Bad Batch Season 2, Still don't have a date change, so it looks like we're full steam ahead. The second season picks up action back a few months after the events on Kamino that ended last season. First season, actually. The debut will be two episodes. So will the finale, and then there's also a promise of a two-episode mid-season finale as well. If it's just those groupings, February 8th will be the mid-season finale... And if there's no gap between the first half and the second, March 29th will be the 15th and 16th episodes. Episode titles appeared online, but with 16 of them and the possibility that they could change, I'm going to pass on looking into possible meanings behind those titles. If you want to take a look, StarWars.com or Wikipedia can help you out there. The Mandalorian Season 3 will debut before the end of The Bad Batch Season 2, March 1st for The Mandalorian. There aren't episode titles, details, nothing about multiple episode drops. All we have are the leaks and the official trailers to work off, but we're getting ready. Jon Favreau has his name in the writing credits of every episode. Noah Clure, a staff writer on The Book of Boba Fett, gets a co-writing credit on Episode 3, And Dave Filoni is co-credited on on episodes 4 and 7 of the 8 total episodes in season 3. 8 episodes means a finale date 
of April 19th, one and one half weeks after April 9th's Easter Sunday. Trust your instincts. Ahsoka is set for a series debut in 2023 as well. I'm guessing late in the year at best, since computer graphics work takes time. Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who was announced in January of 2022 as joining the cast of Ahsoka, is rumored now to be the one playing Hera Syndulla. It's a rumor, but a well-reported one by this point. I wonder if they're going to green up her eyes as well as her skin for the role, and I wonder if we'll see Jason as well. Her son with Caleb Doom or Kanan Jarrus, however you like. Maybe Jason is off with Jedi Master Luke Skywalker by this point in the timeline, if he's even Force-sensitive. I know that's a huge leap from a rumor about the cast, but Dave Filoni did say there would be some sort of reunion of the Ghost Crew during the show, and we already heard about Sabine and Ezra and Chopper, so we have Zeb, maybe Callus left. As the show gets closer and closer to a release date, we'll have more and we'll let you know. Caraplast. Skeleton Crew is another show set for a 2023 release, at least if you believe the official uh, Star Wars celebration, or maybe it was even earlier than that. But it, let, let's put it this way. If Ahsoka is late, then maybe Skeleton Crew is even later in the year. And if, you know, maybe it's not November or December, maybe it's pushed back to 2024. I'm very much looking forward to hearing more about that show. Jude Law is supposedly the adult lead, if we're to believe what we already know, but there could be a misdirect. It is certainly going to be kid-heavy. And let's be honest, shows led by kid casts rely heavily on how likable the kids happen to be, and that's something you don't always get right. Casting directors try... But even in a cast of kids that you mostly like, there are ones that stand out as worse or that are more annoying. And that can keep some audiences from embracing the shows. You have to be willing to put up with some younger actors. If the casting doesn't hit right, you might end up rooting against a character we're supposed to like just because we don't like when he or she is on the screen. I mean, I'm thinking Willow where none of the characters are really likable, and then that's accentuated by bad writing. So when it works, and you have a good ensemble of kids, the plots and the storylines can be a little bit weaker. And let's be honest, Lucasfilm doesn't always pick the best writers, uh, with the notable recent exception of ones with the last name Gilroy, of course. Nobody here gives their real name. Speaking of Gilroy, Andor Season 2 is already filming, and depending on how much money Disney Plus is willing to throw at it, it could be set for late 2023. But I'm almost positive that it's going to be held back for 2024. I think so, and so does Cassian. Gilroy mentioned in an article that the computer graphic work is expensive, and while it can be rushed through in cases like Rogue One, it really does depend on what is needed for the slate of coverage. I think Disney and Lucasfilm have enough right now under the warming lights, and while Andor Season 1 was a critical triumph, it didn't seem to be as successful with audiences if streaming analysts are to be believed. Way back in 2020, there was talk about another show called A Droid Story. It was supposed to heavily feature Anthony Daniels, and he was supposed to do motion capture. Little has been heard since, Probably just as much has been heard of the Rangers of the New Republic 
And that show seemed to be white clean after Disney parted ways with Gina Carano. We can tell, you know, you're not cured against us. And um, they actually reported back to Disney and Lucasfilm, you know, they thought it would be a bad idea if they canceled me. Two more animated shows may be released in the spring before Ahsoka, but there hasn't been much news on either since Star Wars Celebration earlier this year. Star Wars Visions Season 2 and Young Jedi Adventures both were announced at the time as spring... 2023 releases. Now that may still be the case, but we haven't heard a lot about it, and I'm guessing at least one of them is pushed back to summer. Star Wars Vision Season 1 was focused on anime and Japan. I think it's a genius move to branch out and see what animation in other countries can bring to the Star Wars brand. Here's a list of the countries home to studios that are shooting their shot in the second volume of works. Chile, France, India, Ireland, Spain, South Africa, South Korea, the United Kingdom, the United States, and a revisit to Japan. I'm wondering why giving a studio in the U.S. not called Lucasfilm a shot at Star Wars Animation really... Well, you know, what what does that do? I thought the point was seeing Star Wars through a different lens. Now, maybe that list is wrong, but if the episodes are like The Duel... The Village Bride and The Ninth Jedi, then it's going to be fun to see different takes, and I don't care where they come from. But, you know, everyone has their favorites. Young Jedi Adventures is set during the High Republic era and will follow younglings. And in the official synopsis, it says it's the first full-length animated Star Wars series created for preschoolers. That's exciting, because with all the shows like Paw Patrol, PJ Masks, Bubble Guppies, Octonauts, you know, Star Wars-loving parents might actually be willing to sit through an episode if it features something interesting to them. As a parent, though, I can tell you, nothing beats Bluey. Nothing. I don't know, maybe you can turn the Healer family into Wookiees. What? The magazine website Game Informer recently featured in an interview with Jedi Survivor game director Stig Asmussen. The article confirmed some things about the game that fans had guessed from the recent gameplay trailer release and revealed some small details. First, the elephant in the room, or the AI companion character rather, is Bodhi Akuna. It will be like a player-guided NPC helping in combat and traversal in places, is what it said. I think it's an odd choice of a name. Bodhi Akuna. Bodhi. Let's consider he's not part of an existing Star Wars story. Bodhi sounds a lot like Cal Kestis's droid BD-1. Bodhi BD-1? I mean, maybe there's supposed to be a connection, or maybe it's on purpose, but why? The interview made it clear that Bodhi... And Cal are like brothers, but rumors have there being possible storylines that would certainly align with Disney and Lucasfilm's more liberal takes. So I'm keeping an eye on that before I recommend this game. Survivor picks up five years since the first game's ending, putting it somewhere on the timeline near the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, meaning that perhaps the path gets referenced? Or events of the show in, you know... I don't know, maybe Reva shows up, maybe the, the show might influence where and with whom Cal interacts, I, I, I really don't know. There will be new planets visited, new lightsaber stances, Cal will do something real Jedi aren't supposed to do and wield a blaster and a lightsaber at the same time, but 
Hey, look, Desperate Times, I guess. There's also a heavy sword version of gameplay with a cross guard lightsaber. Cal will also be able to tame some beasts, animals, or beings, or whatever. And he'll have an ascension cable, which makes me think of Batman. I mean, it, maybe that's a little fitting, right? Because Cal is voiced by actor Cameron Monaghan, who played the Joker in the TV series Gotham. Survivor should come out March 17th, 2023 for Xbox, PS5, and of course, PC. Uh-oh, come on, Chewbacca! Stormtroopers are coming! Action figures each sold separately. Collectors, the Bring Home the Galaxy campaign by Lucasfilm's products division came to a close mid-month, featured nice last-minute gift ideas, but now it's post-Christmas. <laughs> there was a collection of loungewear by Smash and Tess. Had I looked closely enough when it was announced, I might have made a purchase for my wife. Sadly, I just collected this news for this week's podcast production, and I, I didn't look at it closely enough. There were also styles from Torrid featured, which is a plus-size website, a Grogu 8-inch plush, that's from Mattel, with Beskar chain armor underneath his cloak, Lego's new Death Star trench run diorama, a Han Solo carbonite fleece throw blanket, Loungefly released some Empire Strikes Back themed items like a crossbody bag, mini backpack, and wallet, and Funko Pop visually styled pin. On the Funko side of things, a New Hope bobblehead was released. Actually, five A New Hope bobbleheads on the Funko Pop side. There's a blaster pistol-wielding Princess Leia in white gown. There's Luke in his Tatooine everyday wear. Chewbacca with bowcaster. Vader with Ignited Red Saber, and Nohan Solo. A random nameless Stormtrooper is the fifth one, and he has a blaster rifle. Hasbro announced some new figures as well, and it seems like they do so every month, doesn't it? Return of the Jedi, Gamorrean Gar with two different styles of axes and a spear, or maybe it's a mace. There's a video game-inspired Black Series version of RC-1262. I think he's called Scorch. In the Republic Commando video game. Both of those are coming in the spring of next year. In the summer. Star Wars Vintage Collection Empire Strikes Back Edition. Boba Fett. In three and three quarter inch style. And also a comic art edition. Inspired by his appearance in 90's comic books. Both of those exclusively available at Target. In the fall. Star Wars Vintage Collection sees... Arc Commander Blitz from the Clone Wars television series. And finally, for the 5 and up age group, a Boba Fett electronic mask that does not appear to be heavy duty or cosplay ready. Unless it's specifically cosplay for a 5 year old. It does have a movable rangefinder, but it's really cheap plastic. And it, it only takes two AA batteries, and you can trigger phrases like, I want my armor back. And lower your shields. But no, he's no good to me dead. Or put Captain Solo in the cargo hold. I guess that's too old for five-year-olds, right? Uh, for $45, that kind of makes it a pass for me. Just one more thing. Short news month. I mean, it is the end of the year, right? And we don't have an end-of-year show. But we do traditionally here do Disney Parks news at this point in the podcast. But Bob Chapek is still gone. And that is worth mentioning again this month. Honestly, with all the screw-ups since Iger first announced he was leaving, I kind of expected by now that Disney would once again reverse course and bring Chapek back, but nope, he's still gone. Doesn't mean that they're going to fix all the problems. In fact, it might be a smokescreen for just keeping some of the 
problems and only fixing a few of them. But, hey, I mean, I think it is a good move to get him out because he was really changing the face of Disney. And if you look at like Walt Disney World News Today or Mickey Views or any of those podcasts or vodcasts or YouTubers, they really, really are glad to see that guy gone. Hey, before we go, I want to ask, did you get what you wanted for Christmas or Hanukkah? <laughs> did you get it for yourself? <laughs> this is the way Podcast received a wonderful gift from our neighbors this Christmas. Our actual physical <laughs> neighbors next to headquarters. A set of two Mandalorian-themed glass mugs. Thank you very much, neighbors. Please... Let this podcast know if you got something Star Wars this holiday season and if it's very special to you. May the force be with you. If you think I've missed something, send email to thisisthewaypodcast at gmail.com. All our links can be found in one place at linktr.ee dot ee forward slash this is the way pod. Our Twitter and Instagram links are there at this is the way pod, as well as links to our YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, Anchor.fm, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. Thank you for joining me for this December 2022 news update. Next up on the viewing slate is The Bad Batch Season 2, but we will not have full coverage of the show. Instead, we're going to do what we did with Season 1 and break it up into, I think, eight episode chunks to briefly recap and discuss. It's not commentary on how much we like animated shows. As evidence, it was the lead story in today's podcast as the next show streaming. There should be a Season 2 first half episode airing in February, which means we will have that done before our coverage of The Mandalorian Season 3 begins in March, and we are doing full coverage of that show. I'm your host, Steve Lascazzo, and this is The Way. May the Force be with you, always. Always.